Welcome to this week's episode of Women Who Rebrand, episode 46, Stress Management and Self-Care Practices. I'm your host, Rita, and I'm delighted to be joined by Candice Denise, a Maryland-based self-care and well-being advocate and speaker. Candice is passionate about empowering women to make self-care a lifestyle. I'm so excited to have her here with us today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, everyone knows I love America and everything about America. So I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> finally. I feel like I'm there with you. Um, you so, are. But back to the podcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey and your mission to help women make self-care a lifestyle? Yes, absolutely. So I am former event planner. I started off for about 11 plus years. I was in a wedding and event planner. And so, of course, in that industry, I've worked with a lot of women. And in that case, they were brides or event clients. Um, but I noticed high level kind of stress when people are planning things, they feel very stressed. And so just not really paying attention to it at that time, I was hired to take away their stress, right? Like that's what they were hiring me for. I'm hired to take their stress away. Um, and so then I transitioned on out of that business and moved into creative direction because um, I really enjoyed creating, but I no longer wanted to create events. I wanted to create um, brand photo shoots and work with women yet again. So I want their stress away from them having to figure out how to market themselves and how their image looks, how their photos look. So they hired me to put their photo shoots together, again, taking away their stress, right? And so as I was watching and, and working with these women, I was paying attention to my own stress levels, my own self-care, um, because a lot of times when you're taking someone else's stress on, you're not always paying attention to your own levels of stress. And so that caused me to get much more conscientious about how I was taking care of me so that I could be able to take care of them. And so in my own walk of self-care, I started discovering like, wow, when you take better care of yourself, it really opens you up to take better care of everything else. Mm -hmm. And it kind of came, became this epiphany, like, I think I want to shift my business again. I think I want to go from business to having more of a purpose-driven business where I'm not hired to take away stress. I'm, I'm now showing you how to manage your own and how to manage your burnout, how to manage your, um, your empty tanks, right? And how to refill those and really understanding what it looks like to take care of you as a priority every day without feeling ashamed, without feeling guilty, without feeling wrong for doing so, without feeling like you're having to choose between you and your business or you and your family, but really making you inclusive in that you're a priority just like everything else. And so that's what shifted me to become this self-care and well-being expert and, and advocate, you know, speaker, content creator, and really just create a business that's helping women no longer have to just hire someone to take away their stress, but understanding how to do it themselves day to day. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so I started this whole podcast and some people get a bit confused about the podcast names, like Women Who Rebrand. So I think I'm talking about branding <laughs> and stuff like that. However, it the concept came about celebrating mm. change, those transitions in life, those those different roads and journeys that you take but it's like you do take 
part of what you did before with you. So I love the fact it's like, you know, you felt compelled to do something and help women. And like you said, the the bride, I'm sure that comes with a lot of stress. I've watched a lot (laughs) of bridal programs, been married myself. Brides are under a lot of stress. Um, and but also recognizing the fact, you know, mm-hmm. taking a step back, am I looking after myself? Because when you are looking after so many people, and you know, especially in like media entertainment yeah. kind of businesses as well, it's it's full on, it's constantly going full force. And again, with the photography, it's different energies each time as well and fulfilling something fulfilling something that they need so everyone's always (laughs) on edge up here so I can completely understand the direction but like yeah like you said you're looking other after other people and like that that self-care element has always been there and then finally doing something like you said with a purpose and that's definitely where I'm kind of at it's like I think I've done loads of things that yeah. I've enjoyed, et cetera, et cetera. But when you do something that has a specific purpose, I don't know, I just feel a bit more whole <laughs> in myself. I'm like, I'm on the right page. I'm, I took the exactly. right journey. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, think, I love it. Yeah, I love I that. Too. I love that. So do you still have, like, creative energy and creative flow within what you're doing now you did touch upon the, the content yeah, yeah absolutely thing. you know it's interesting because it shows up like it never leaves you I'm, and I'm genuine I'm a creative person at heart like when I look back from childhood until now you know how I dressed my hair like there was always this level of creativity you know, I got a degree in the bachelor's of science but then I left and went to the art institute of charlotte to fight it to study to study fashion marketing. So there was always this creative part of me that was like, no, listen to us. This is who you are. So now it just shows up in finding creative ways to take care of myself and even showing other women, you know, creative ways that they can add self-care because I'm not a big person on just normal routines every day because I get bored with them. And so if I don't, as I like to call it, add a little rhythm to the routine, it becomes stagnant. Mm-hmm. And when something's stagnant and when you get bored, believe it or not, that wears on your mental health too, right? That can take you somewhere as well when you're just completely bored or feeling like you're um, not satisfied. Mm. And so I like to just find creative ways um, to take care of myself or to show other women to take care of themselves. I also like to kind of create these creative experiences when it comes to self-care. So there was an event that I was doing um, last year for a few months and it was called Mimosas and Meditation. And so finding a creative way to take something really popular like brunch mimosa style, but adding Mm. a level of wellness to it. So I would tell people, you know, you come for the meditation, you stay for the mimosas, right? And so, um, it was a way to com- to create this safe space for women to come together and enjoy um, taking care of themselves in a community type of feel. And so it just shows up now in how I take care of me, how I help other women take care of them, and even the experiences mm-hmm. that I'm creating when it comes to events and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. I want to come over already and take 
Oh, this sounds like amazing stuff that I need. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> so I'm guessing all of everything, all of your personal experiences have are have taken you to where you need to be in time in terms of work. But has it shaped your approach to your own personal self-care? How do you look after you? Mm-hmm. Such a great question. And one that I often get um, every day, every day it shapes me because I like to say to people, my stress doesn't go away because of me knowing, you know, being this self-care and well-being advocate. The difference is that I now have tools to help me manage it better, whereas though before I did it. So I'm no different than you and every other woman and every other person out there who navigates hard days uh, you know, your mental health going up and down. It's just that I know what to dig out of my toolbox. Um, really, you know, looks like on a day-to-day basis is making sure that I power myself up. Some people call it a morning routine. You know, I call it powering myself up so that I can go into the day, you know, feeding me first before I go feed the day. Because a lot of times I would feed the day and then I would try to come back and feed me. And it was like I was running on this empty tank all day, you know? And so for me, it's so important that every morning that I spend time dedicated to Candace, and then every evening I spend time dedicated to me as well as I transition out of the day, you know? So I like to call it my power down. So those are two things that happened every day. I have to power up and I have to power down. And then throughout the day, I have to do what I like to call these refueling stations, right? Like when you go to the, when you go to put gas in your car, um, I've got to refuel myself throughout the day. So that might mean taking a five minute meditation, maybe stepping away from Mm -hmm. work or the computer screen and giving my eyes Mm -hmm. a break by taking a walk, Um, you know, making sure that I stay hydrated with plenty of water because I'm doing a lot of talking and a, a lot of, you know, things that are taking away um, from my levels of hydration, making sure that I'm eating, you know, that I'm not making excuses and that I'm eating. So those things for me are refueling myself throughout the day so that I can operate at my most optimal self. That's so important. I love the fact that you touched upon the, the different timings of the day, because I think a lot of people think, you know, self-care when I can fit it in. And I guess for busy people, they think, okay, well, I need enough time. Yeah. So let me get all of my stuff done first. And then at the end of the mm-hmm. t- day, I'll give myself some time. And that's, I guess, how I used to think as well. But then it's like, I'm so tired in the evening. I just want to decompress. I want just something to just unwind. So if you're starting with something in terms of a self-care practice to get you energized for the day, that must make such a massive difference. One thing you can guarantee is that life is going to lie. <laughs> and so there's going to be life be life. Life be life. <laughs> but there are things that are out of our control, but there are also things that are in our control. And so how we step into the day is in our control. Um, we think it's not, but mm. it is. I think a lot of times we just don't really understand how we can do that. Or we try to step into the day the same way others do. So you feel like I've got to get up at 4.30 a.m., go to the gym, do this. And it's like, you've got to find how you need to feed you 
so that you can best show up for you that day, you know? And so it's really important to do that it, for me, for sure. Because mm, everyone's on their own personal journey and one size doesn't fit all. Right. And like the kind of day that you're having is not necessarily the kind of day that I'm having. So trying to take this square peg and fit it into a round hole just mm. is doesn't make sense. And so then when people feel like, well, my self-care is not working, it's like because you're trying to carbon copy someone else's self-care as opposed to really just figuring out you may only need two things to help you start your day. Someone else may need five, you know, someone else may need an hour. Maybe you only need 15 minutes. So you just need to be honest, I guess. Yeah, you absolutely need to be honest. You need to be honest. You need to um, and be open, honest and open to not feel like it's only restrictive Mm. to, you know, meditation or journaling. Like I'm not actually a big journal person, so I don't do a lot of writing, um, but I do a lot of listening. Mm. So I listen. And then I also like to do video documents. So instead of me writing, I do these videos of myself that I save for myself. It's easier for me just to kind of talk out my -hmm. thoughts versus writing them out. And so I say what I call my video diaries, right? So I'm, it's open. Like you can still do things. It doesn't have to look like everyone else. And I think that's where it becomes tough is that we feel like self-care can only look like this, 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 and this. And I'm like, no, yeah. be open to what you need. You know, if you're like, I need to be able to um, have a certain kind of smoothie every morning And that's your thing, like, then that's totally fine, right? You're like, I'm not a coffee person. I'm not a tea person, but I love a good smoothie. That is completely, you may be like, I can only slow my thoughts down for five minutes. Cool. That's totally fine. You know, (laughs) like that is fine. Just find what you need for you. And I think once we're open and we give ourselves permission to do that, it makes it a lot easier. So in terms of being, um, authentic and authentic self-care does that work into that um is it the same kind of um explanation like why do you think it's so important I think so and because it's about being authentic to you you know not trying to be someone else (laughs) in this world of social media of the internet and all those things we have much more access to see and so we're seeing what other people are doing And points, those are not necessarily do it just like this, right? This is, here's an example. And if we would look through, look at things more like examples versus replica, like you have to replicate that. So when you're being authentic, it's about being authentic to yourself. Mm. What do you specifically need for you? You know, you may see that someone else does this. And it's like, oh, that's just like that. Like maybe that person reads for 30 minutes every morning. And so maybe you're not a big person on reading like me, but I still like to learn. I still like to hear. So audible books are good for me. So while I'm showering, I like to play an audible book while I'm getting dressed in the morning because it's still feeding me just in a different way, you know, and I'm inspired by seeing other people like, oh, they read in the morning. I'm not a big reader, but good stuff in my mind. So then audible books are good for me or podcast, you know? Um, So that's about what it is about being authentic is just being true to what you need. 
I love that. And I love that there are sort of answers or alternative routes to self-care as well, because I guess over here in the UK, like, I think you get to a certain age and then we start talking about self-care. But it kind of has always looked the same. Like you said, the meditation, you know, people either go into yoga or Pilates. They say to go for walks. And it's just like, and read books. And I'm like, none of that would work for me. I would be fidgeting and just getting distracted. And I tried meditation as well, thinking, you know, you're meant to be in your zen. It's meant to be quiet. And, you know, you're just nothing's there until I actually started reading well not reading audiobooks for me um listening to it it's like well no you can think you can allow your brain to go wherever you want it to go and I'm like all these years I thought you were supposed to be like really zen and nothing there is some incense and that was about it so I love the fact when people sort of advocate for alternative kind of self-care that works for you it just makes sense yeah a lot of a lot of what we've seen about self-care has just been through the lens of self-pampering and not really understanding that there's a difference. And I didn't always know it either, um, but there's a difference between self-care and self-pampering. You know, pampering is more about the spa days and the massages and um, just doing things like, you know, facials, all of those external things, which are still important, very much so. But that's about self, that's about indulging, you know, taking care of the external. Self-care is very much so about the internal work, the day-to-day things. And the definition that I have for self-care is that self-care is about the small decisions that you make every day to help manage and take care of you, right? So that small decision that you made to say, you know what, I'm not going to send an email returning the same energy that this person gave to me. I'm not going to go into this back and forth. That was a small decision for your own mental health, but that's self-care. And we don't think about it that way. You know, self-care is I'm going to set this boundary that when I'm working from this time to this time, I don't answer calls because I'm in focus mode, because I know that if I try to answer calls, it's going to take me out of focus. And in order for me to feel productive, I need to focus. So I don't answer calls. That's self-care has nothing to do with a facial, has nothing to do with, you know, uh, feeling good on the outside, but it has to do with things that are dealing with your inside, your emotional wellness, your mental wellness. And so when we understand the difference between the two, they both are important. But when we realize that self-care is so much greater and that pampering is just a part of self-care, it's under the umbrella, Mm. it changes it. Mm. And that's so important. And that those those day to day things, like you said, taking on someone's energy, like you get a bad email, you're like, what? I'm going to tell them about themselves. <laughs> but you're just taking it on and holding it and it sticks and it stays with you. And it's like, well, realistically, do you really need to? You, yep. you don't. You don't. And that is definitely taking care of yourself and looking after your needs. Yes. I never actually put that with self-care but it makes so much sense because you're taking care of yourself and protecting your energy that's it your Ah. energy absolutely your energy right your self-care could be that you're in a parking lot 
and someone else is trying to get that parking spot. And instead of you going back and, you know, going into this battle of who's going to get the spot, just saying, you know what, have at it. Mm. You're saving your stress level. You're literally keeping your, your nervous system calm. And in my opinion, self-care is about self-preservation. You're preserving yourself. The more we stress about things, sometimes self is, is self-inflicted. Sometimes stress is self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. So the more that we allow stress and burnout and overwhelm to come into our lives, it's almost like we're taking a little bit of time off of our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? We're wearing ourselves out. We're causing things to happen internally that we don't realize because stress shows up in so many different ways. And so it's about protecting your energy, your capacity, making decisions that are good for your mental health, for your emotional wellness, you know, your financial wellness, making the decision to say, you know what, instead of eating out today, I'm going to pack my lunch. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save a few dollars because I know that next month I really want to go to visit my family. That's self-care. That's your financial wellness. You made a decision, a small decision that benefited you, your Mm. greater good. Mm. It makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think technology has impacted our ability to de-stress? Because I know Mm. for me, I can get sucked in. Like as much as some stuff entertains me but then you get that other stuff like what's going on in the world and it's like oh I start feeling emotional about it and then it's like I want to do something about it and it's just like it can build up but do you think it impacted our ability to de-stress oh I do I do Mm. I feel like you know it definitely added because we have more access Hmm. we're more aware of things now. Like you said, globally, not just in our neighborhood. You know, we don't just have the local news anymore. We have access to world news. So if you're seeing something happening in your own town and then you're seeing something also happening in another state or another country, and then you combine the stuff that's happening in your everyday life. And it's like your mind is like, you know, this ticking time bomb, which is why it's so important for us to put parameters around what we're watching, you know, what we're intaking from social media to, you know, what we're watching or, or what we're binging on these streaming apps and just all the things. But I definitely feel like it has added to more of the stress because we're more aware, mm. you know, we're seeing things that in the past we only heard about, but we're, we're actually seeing them in real time traumatic things. So not only is it adding to your stress, it's adding to anxiety. It's adding to trauma. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of us have like social trauma, you know, that the point that they have to now put things on videos to say, before you open this, listen, just know that what you're about to see, like, because at some point it just becomes so overwhelming, you know, to your emotions and, um, your feelings. And and like I said, emotional wellness is a part of self-care. So it is hard. It's hard. And that's why if we don't put those, and I think, you know, to also speak well about social media, I think they've tried to, in some accounts, um, put these things where I know like Instagram has it to where they have, like, you can 
see how long you've been on. And, you know, they have mm. these reminders. You can say like, you've been on this long step away. I think TikTok does it too. Like step yeah. away, yeah. you know, you take a deep breath. And I appreciate that they're trying to do that because they realize the way that it's set up, it can be very pulling in. You know, you can start off on a rabbit page, a page about rabbits. And the next thing you know, you're down a rabbit hole and mm-hmm. you don't know how you got to this like very traumatic thing. You're like, how did I get here? Two hours later, you know, what's happening? Um, so it is so important what we're allowing in our minds, what we're allowing ourselves to see, you know, um, and what we're feeding ourselves. That's why I said, like, we have to start off feeding ourselves, like intentionally feeding yourself with things mm. that are going to add to you versus take so away from true. you. So true. Because there's been countless times like on um, social media accounts where I'm just scrolling and I'm like, oh, what's this video? And it's just like, sorry, I don't understand. I'm not going to say what I've seen, but it's like time and time again, you can probably understand. But it's like we're seeing things as if we're there. And like you said, years ago, obviously, you used to hear things like on the news and you'd see like a picture or something of the aftermath but you're actually going through these things Mm -hmm. in real time and seeing all the reactions and it 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 can hit you especially um Mm -hmm. the trauma like racial trauma and like you said if if you've got that within your Mm -hmm. life you're seeing Mm -hmm. it on the news you're seeing the very first instances of these things on the internet and it's it can be hard so I guess it's in terms of stuff like that is placing those boundaries, turning on those um, automatic video plays off. I've only just discovered that, which has been a blessing. Um, but just like you said, be aware of what you're consuming, yeah. because even if you are interested or want to learn about things that are going on in the world, you don't necessarily have to watch it. And I think people have forgotten. We don't have to see everything to understand it. Mm. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. And it's so true. That is so good. We don't have to see. That's like very quotable. We don't have to see everything to understand it, you know, and and knowing this goes back to your question about your own authentic self-care, knowing what you can handle. Understanding what that person can handle watching is mm. not authentic to yourself about what you can handle. I know that, you know, it's like a roller coaster ride. There are people who can absolutely get on roller coasters and have no problem. There are people who stand at the bottom <laughs> yeah, and they hold purses, right? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> know your lane. Know that's why self awareness is important because, again, it's self inflicted sometimes. Sometimes we're taking on thinking mm. that we can handle and mm. it's and it's okay if you can't. There's nothing wrong. That doesn't make you any less concerned, any less uh, wanting to make an impact or help or do, you know, it make a difference. It says in order for me to make the difference, in order to me really to be able to do something, I've got to save my capacity. I've got to protect my energy around this because I know if I take it too, take too much on, mm. it almost it almost makes me stagnant. It makes me not be able to do anything because I'm so overwhelmed by it all. And so 
you have to understand what your measuring cup needs to look like, you know, how much you can take in because we're not just seeing one thing. There are multiple things. Mm-hmm. And so when you're seeing all of that, it's like, I can't, I can't do it, you know? And I'm quick to tell people like, I didn't see that, you know, I'm aware of it, but I didn't see it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. Um, because mm-hmm. for me, it can be, it can be too much. And I know that about myself. And I think it's so important to have these conversations to say, listen, there's nothing wrong with being able to say, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I've got to put a boundary around myself, you know, Um, putting boundaries around how much time you dedicate to watching at all. Also curating your timelines, you know, that's self-care. If you know that you're someone who needs inspiration to kind of help you navigate the day and you when you pop into social media you want to be inspired whether that's through laughter entertainment education pictures whatever curate a timeline to do that you know there have been times I've had I've had to no longer follow certain accounts because I know for where I am this is not serving me it's not serving my greater good Nothing's mm. wrong with the account. Nothing's wrong with them before where I am. And so you got to be, like you said earlier, honest with yourself. Where are you? What's your capacity level? What are your energy levels? Mm. What can you take and what can't you and take? And all of this just adds to stress, I guess. And it doesn't just manifest in your mind. It can manifest in your physical health. And that's when you start getting those autoimmune diseases when it's just like go to the doctors your gp and it's like oh nothing's wrong with you it must be stress and it's just like okay but fix me and you you literally have to do the work (laughs) so your body starts responding yeah Yeah. and you might think these are small things but that's what self-care is like i said it's the small decisions that help you to manage yourself every day and take care of you Mm. but those small decisions are really for your greater good so a small decision of just not following certain accounts can help you with your maybe mm-hmm. depression mm-hmm. or your comparison syndrome, right? You're comparing yourself to certain accounts or certain lifestyles and you're looking at, and it's making you look at yours and feel as though you're not enough. You're not adding up when all of our timelines are curated yeah. to show most of the highlights of lives, right? These are like trailers. These are like the movie. A movie's only going to show you most of the time mm-hmm, the trailer mm-hmm. that's going to attract you to want to watch it. All of us are building trailers and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Self-included, that's that's what it's for. Um but it's hard to it's hard to understand that when you're just when you're just watching something day to day, right? And when you keep seeing all these different positive trailers or people living these amazing lifestyles and you're like I've been wanting a house and I feel mm-hmm. like I've just been living in my small home, you know, my small like studio apartment for so long. And why can't that happen for me? So then you start getting down on yourself and you start feeling like your studio apartment is not enough because that person has more square footage. They're more, they're better. And it's not right. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be like, I can't follow that account. Nothing against them, but it's adding to my depression. It's adding to mm. to me feeling my low self-esteem. I'm not feeling confident about myself. That's self-care. Those things are self-care too. That's your emotional wellness. 
and paying attention, right? Maybe there's certain TV shows you can't watch. Maybe it's reality TV. You're like, I can't watch this reality TV because I'm feeling like everyone's doing amazing mm, and I'm not. Definitely. <laughs> everyone has their ish, believe it or not. I tell them everyone has it, you know? We all do. We're all out here figuring it out. No one has the actual map of how this thing called life works. We're all using our experiences and sharing them in hopes to help the next person. But don't compare what you what you don't see. Right. And if you you can't want that heaven without understanding there's a hell that comes with it, too. And that's what we lose. So that's why you've got to you've got to take care of your mind. You got to protect it. You got to protect your heart. You got to protect your mind. What you're consuming, what you're listening to, what you're what you're seeing, what you're allowing to be in your energy, in your spirit, in your space. So how can we protect ourselves in our careers at work? Like I both of us are freelancers and it's like, oh yeah, lots of people are like, oh, it must be great working from home. It must be going for baths at like 10 a.m. or whatever, whatever. But I'm like, do you know what? I think freelancers, I think, are the worst for just just keeping, keeping on because you don't have that time restraint. It's like you're working on a computer. It's there. It's in your house. And you're like, mm, I'll just get this bit done to get a head start. And it's always that head start. And I'm like, you don't really need to take a head start because it just means that you're working even more. So how can we protect our energy and try to avoid stress whilst working good good question i think the first thing is there's there's two things kind of creating boundaries around yourself with yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is always hard creating your own self boundaries Mm -hmm. and then creating boundaries with your with your clients and so you know one of those things is if you're onboarding new clients or you know new work projects whoever you're working with letting them know when you work so saying things like hey you know i know we're going to be working together on this project just want to make you aware like my office hours are these um i don't work at this time you know if you respond i'm probably going to respond if you email i'm going to respond to you within this amount of time so building time frames that are reasonable um for you to get back to people but making them aware you know, putting things like automatic responses on your emails that let people know, hey, I'm not ignoring you, but I have a 48 hour turnaround to get back to you. If you get back sooner, great. But these are like just boundaries that you're building around your time um, with your clients, you know, letting people know what your stance is on, as I like to call it, picking your brain, you know, being mindful about your intellectual property because a lot of times our days can be consumed with people saying, hey, I just got a quick question for you, or can I pick your brain about something? And so being very cognizant of how much you're giving away for free and how much you're going to put you know, price tags around. So if people reach out to you saying, hey, if you would like to work with me or talk to me, you know, you can set up for a strategy session. Here are the rates for that. Or you may say, I'm willing to take a certain amount of pick my brain calls a month. And, you know, maybe that's going to be two to three. You don't have to tell others that that's your internal thing. But when you see that you're hitting that number, you're like anything else is either they're going to have to book a paid consultation or I'm just going to say, you know, let's maybe table this until next month when maybe when I have some free time. So really just 
putting boundaries around your time and your energy um, and your intellectual property with others. But when it comes to your own boundaries, you know, doing things like not just getting up from the bed and going straight into work because you work from home. So creating that delineation, you know, that's why I said powering up, even though my office is at home and I didn't always have a separate room for my office. At one point, my office was in my bedroom. So I put a curtain up to delineate between when those curtains are shut, I'm at work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When they're open, I'm in my bedroom. I'm at home. So finding ways with your space to create some separation between work and home but also putting space between how you get up and start your day. Don't just get up and check emails. Don't just get up and go straight into, you know, the office. Do yourself a favor, even if it's lounge clothes, transition out of your sleepwear into your workwear. That helps you to that helps your mind to say, "Oh, okay. This there's some separation here. We're working. We're home." You know, um doing things like building into your schedule into your calendar. Mm-hmm. Reset moments, you know, calendar things that say, hey, time to reset. So your calendar, the same way a meeting goes off, your calendar says it's time to reset, time to take a five minute break. And I say do those kind of build those between every 75 to 90 minutes of work. Right. Because typically you're in a zone. So give yourself anywhere between 75 to 90 minutes. Take some kind of, you know, 15, 20 minute break. Lastly, I also encourage you what I like to call pause before you perform. So as you're working, pause between your tasks. This isn't necessarily your reset break. So maybe in that 75 minutes of work, you're going to be working on three different things. So work on the first thing and then you're like, okay, got that done, right? Finish that report. Pause. Take a deep breath. Take a sip of water. Maybe stretch at your desk really quick. And then perform the next task. You're literally telling your mind, we are taking our time. We are pacing ourselves. We're not trying to grind ourselves down. We're pacing. We're pausing before we perform Mm. so that you're not just going, 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 going. That's so, ah, I love that. Because I think we're just used to this hustle, 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 work hard. You get the results from basically just keeping on going and it's not it's not attainable you can't keep on running like that forever because yeah it's just not realistic you grind yourself down you literally wear yourself out yeah you can hustle and grind and I'm not saying anything's wrong with that I adopted that culture because that's what I was taught and that's what we knew but now I think we're starting to see ease and flow is attainable you can still have that success with the level of ease and flow You know, the key to sustainability really starts with a sustainable you. If you want a sustainable business, a sustainable life, it starts with a sustainable you. What you appreciate actually appreciates. And so when you appreciate yourself, you appreciate in value, you know, and we think grind, grind, go, go. Mm. And it's like, but at what cost? At what cost? So, yeah, you grinded, you hustled, but you never saw your family. You never saw your friends. You never had that social wellness. Um, You never took time to enjoy or smell the roses. You missed so many moments that were happening right in front of you because you didn't pause just before you performed. Uh, You know, you you are now 
um, on these different medications and this, that, and the third to take care of your physical health. But yeah, that's great. You got the bag, right? You got the big life, mm. but at what cost? And that's all I'm asking. I'm not shunning anyone to say, if you believe that hustle and grind is where you want to go, great. Yeah. But take care of yourself while you're hustling and grinding. And if you believe that you want to pace yourself and that you're about the ease and flow and that, you know, you'd rather be more pacing in how you build, nothing wrong with that either. The goal is to take care of yourself. Whichever direction you decide to go in life. <laughs> People just work, work, work. And I'm like, but when do you laugh? When do you smile? When do you enjoy things? And it's like, well, when I get my, when I reach my goal, when I retire, when I do this, and it's always when, when, when. And like, but you can have a piece of that now. There's, there's that balance, that balance. And we do hear about like big corporate people or people that have made it in the music industry or whatever. And it's like, now they've realized, you know, I've got the money. But I did miss out. I did miss out on my kids. My kids are adults. I don't know them. And it's just like, well, I guess it's that priority. Is that hustle life really worth it in the end? And I guess some people it can be. But I think for me, um, mm -hmm. it's the balance. And I think I have different priorities as well. Mm -hmm. But that, that when you touched mm -hmm. upon that um, yeah. social self-care because we also we often hear, hear about you know people missing out on that family time and their um their kids etc etc but again there's so many people that work so much their friendship groups just get smaller and smaller and smaller until they realize hold on I don't think I have any friends they're all work colleagues which is so different and they stop going out mm. because they have kids so yeah, the social, social yeah. well care, self care even. Social well, yeah, you're right. Well care. How are you? How well are you taking care of yourself socially? You know, because relationships are so important. I was watching um, um, an interview with Jane Fonda, the actress, recently, and they asked her, you know, why do you feel like what's what are like, I think they said, what's the greatest like relationships do you feel like it's important? And she said, I think females need to have other female relations. Like they need to have female relationships. Mm -hmm. um, basically she's saying friendships. She said, because women look at each other when they're talking. Um, women tune into what the other one is saying. You know, at least if you have a good friend, they're listening, they're, they're paying attention. She was like, when guys, you know, talk to you, they kind of sit, when men are together, yeah. they sit next to each other and they like watch a game or they're looking at cars or they're looking at something pretty, whatever that may be. Right. Um, but women, when they're talking, we don't, we don't tend to sit, we sit in front of each other, you know, um, because we're invested in that person. And I think, we don't realize that connection that we need having those outlets to talk to, to vent, to share, you know, safe spaces where you feel seen, where you feel heard, where you feel valued, that's self-care and that's your social wellness. And that adds to mm. your human, your humanness, right? Your, your being before you were a parent 
a spouse, a significant other, an employee, a boss, what you are you, right? Like you're you before you're anything else. And the better you are at you, the better everything else becomes. And so I think it is important that we try not to miss out on even having a healthy relationship with ourselves. Because when we're in healthy relationship with ourselves, we're in greater relationship with others. At www.digital.com, you'll find the Women Who Rebrand podcast and bonus content to accompany each episode. Plus, between episodes and season breaks, you'll get access to informative articles and personal stories about health and wellness, relationships, and careers. Take a journey with us to become your most authentic self because you matter. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at WWR Digital. What advice or tips would you give to someone who is struggling to find the motivation to make self-care a priority in their lives? Mm, That's a really good question. The first tip that I would give is to understand Self-care is not about finding more time. It's about utilizing the time that you already have and how you can infuse it into your day. When people feel like they already have busy schedules, they tend to think, well, I can't go find more time. Hmm. Drinking water doesn't require you to find more time. Right? If anything, it just requires you to make sure you have water with you. Hmm. Hmm. Um, eating healthy or foods that are going to fuel your body that day so that you can, if you know you have a long day ahead of you, so you know that you don't want to get tired. So you need to eat things that are going to keep your body energized rather than trying to eat things that are too heavy and that are going to make you feel tired. That doesn't require you to find more time. And so the first thing I say is don't look for more time. Look at the time you have and figure out how you can add self-care already into the pockets. If you're like, I need to work out, Or as I like to say, you know, working out is not necessarily the thing you have to do, but moving your body, you should be committed to and whatever that looks like every day. You may say, I don't have time to go to the gym. I already get up early. So then while you're getting dressed, while you're brushing your teeth, do some squats, do some leg lifts right there, right? Roll your shoulders while you're sitting there um, doing your facial moisturizer or doing your makeup. There are things that you can just be doing while you're doing something else. If you're making breakfast, you know, for the kids, you can be, again, doing some leg lifts or you can make sure that you're twisting your hips at the same time while you're spreading the jelly or the jam on the toast, you know, so you're still moving, not finding more time. That's Mm -hmm. the first The second is it doesn't cost what you think it does. Self-care can very much so be free. So don't try to go find all these things that feel like I've got to order this. I've got to do that. It's not about that. It's about looking at what you already have and making use of that. You already have a telephone. So putting boundaries around when you use your telephone is self-care. So if you say after 6 p.m., I'm not answering any work calls. That's self-care. You didn't go have to purchase anything. If anything, just got to make sure your phone plan's, you know, your phone plan is paid, but it didn't cost you anything. So don't keep looking at self-care through the lens of it cost me to take care of me. What it will cost you is if you don't take care of you, it can cost you in the end. Hospital bills, health matters, friendships, you know, moments missed. It will cost you in those ways. 
So don't try to find more time. Don't try to think it has to take a lot of money. And most importantly, don't feel like it has to look the same every day. Don't feel like you have to do it the same way each and every day, because that's also how we struggle with commitment, because we feel like we have to do it the same way every day. It doesn't. You don't have to move your body the same way every day. The goal is just to move your body. So if today you decided to move your body by walking on the treadmill, tomorrow you decided to, you know, park further in your parking lot and walk so that you don't, you know, you didn't get the close parking spot. You said, I'm going to park further so I can walk more. Mm-hmm. that's still moving your body, right? Just give yourself these things that you want to do and allow yourself to find different ways to do them every day. Lastly, I would say not just don't try to find more time. Don't try to make it expensive. Don't try to make it the same every day. And don't try to do tons of stuff. This is not about quantity. This is about quality. We also lose focus on staying committed to taking care of ourselves when we feel like we've got to do all these things. Do two things really well. Take care of yourself with those two. If you're like, you know what? I struggle with making sure that I eat every day. Like, so I'm going to work on making sure I'm committed to eating the appropriate meals I need to every day. If you're like, I struggle with, you know, saying no. I'm doing a lot of things that I don't need to be doing versus things that I want to do. Work on those. When you say I need to set up boundaries, I need to eat better, I need to move my body, I need to, you know, um, make sure that I am making mindful decisions, I need to meditate, I need to journal. You're already losing the battle. Mm. Don't try to overcommit yourself. This is about quality, not quantity. This is a lifestyle. And like any lifestyle, it takes daily work. You've already got a lot of work to do. Don't make self-care work. It's not a task list item. It's a living, breathing thing because you are living and breathing. So it's a part of you. Mm, So much good advice there. (laughs) So much. And I think when you overcommit yourself, you're just setting yourself up to fail because you're like, well, if I do this and this and this, like you said, all the journaling and everything else, and you won't have time and you're not going to be able to do it. I guess the moment that you don't do something that you said you're going to do, then you've let yourself down. (laughs) Then you're going to start feeling bad. And then you Uh, do nothing. And then you're like, I do nothing. I've heard so many people say, you know, I just stopped because I couldn't get it. It was an all or nothing thing. Yeah. I couldn't get it all done, so I did nothing. And I'm like, no, do something so that yourself can appreciate that you took care of yourself in some small way. If you took care of yourself by just talking kindly and gently to yourself every day, if you know that you need a level of love and care and it needs to start with you, and so speaking kindly to yourself every day, you know, if that's something you need, then do that. Again, that goes back to it being authentic, though. What do Mm -hmm. you need? So if you're like, I need to do better when it comes to my physical wellness, then work on that. I need to improve upon my emotional wellness, then find ways to work on that. You don't have to jump into the deep end of the pool. You can absolutely start at the kiddie pool and walk your way over to the deep end. And if it takes you a while to get there, that's fine. This is not a race. This is not a comparison thing. This is about how do you need to best take care of you so that you can preserve you. 
That's it. And whatever that needs to look like for you. And don't allow anyone else to make you feel like you're doing less than or not enough. You're doing just what you need for your life because guess what? You're the only one that lives it. No one else lives your life but you. And you know what's best for you. I promise. You may not always feel like you do, but you do. Those small wins for yourself. And then you get to pat yourself on the back. And how nice is that? So to great. just love yourself and be like, you well done me. Look well at done. me. Right? <laughs> Celebrate I did yourself. that. Yes. Oh, yes. So important. I love oh. that. Celebrate yourself. Just if you say, you know what? Today, I found myself thinking twice before how I responded to messages. I am proud of myself because the me yesterday, right? Not even like the me yesterday, right? Would have went straight from zero to 60. But look at me today. I am winning. Okay. I was about to go to zero to 60, but before I went, I thought for a second. <laughs> That's a win. That's an emotional wellness win. You know, just that. Like, the me yesterday was struggling to find joy. But today I decided I'm going to look at things through a different lens and I'm not going to try to find big joy. I'm just going to find the small pockets of joy. And so joy today came in the form of, you know, I was at the grocery store and someone held the door for me because they saw me struggle with my groceries. I was appreciative of their kindness. That was joy. Mm. Right. Someone uh, complimented my my shoes and I've had these shoes forever, but they were like, your shoes are so cute. I love the way you put those together. Joy. <laughs> That's it. Oh, <laughs> so good. Thank you so much. You're I can't. Uh, I'm so I'm looking forward to editing this episode so I can listen to it back. Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> where can our audience connect with you? I know you're based in the States. Um, we're in the UK, um, but the power of social media, uh, obviously. <laughs> Do you work with um, overseas clients online? So, you know, it's funny. I actually do. I have a few clients that I'm working with right now that are um, in Canada. And so it's oh. been exciting. They are part of my, I have um, a self-care group, mm-hmm. a monthly group that I have. And so right now, um, that's how I've been working with clients that are, abroad, um, outside of the States. And at one point I was doing one-on-one. I'm not sure if I'm bringing it back just yet, but right now my group, my group settings, um, virtual group settings are the way that I am able to work with, you know, everyone everywhere. (laughs) That is amazing. And, um, where can we find you online? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Candace Denise, and you can also find me on TikTok, which is by Candace Denise. Those are kind of the two places I hang out the most. Okay. Um, <laughs> so between TikTok and Instagram, or my website, which is by Fantastic. And with every episode um, that we make for Women Who Rebrand, um, there'll be show notes and a dedicated page on www.digital.com, um, a write-up of everything, and I'll be sure to share all of your information. So there'll be stuff um, to learn about Denise and your workshops. I'll put that on there. And some just little um, self-care tips as well, um, just a little added 
bonus. Yeah. But um, thank you so much, Candice. Thank um, you. Candice. It's a different way that we say it over here. I'm going to do it your way. Candice. Yeah, we say Candice. Wow. Candice, it's like two different names, right? It is. Like, Well, you yeah. know, it is and it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't bore you. I won't bore you with that. <laughs> but <laughs> that's for the next episode. Right. <laughs> Ah, thank you so much. You're Um, welcome. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you, and I have learned so much. I'm like, yes, I I know about self care now. I love it. I hope everyone who listens learns, takes one little nugget, um, and applies it to their own self care. So, thank you so much for having me. This has been such a pleasure. Ah, you're welcome. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. -bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Women Who Rebrand. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating to keep up with upcoming episodes. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at WWR Digital. And stay tuned for our next episode featuring another fantastic guest ready to discuss the most insightful topics. Thanks for listening.